Hello, welcome along to a brand new year and a brand new episode of Baffled. Uh, thank you for finding us. Thank you for listening. My name's Dan Simpson. This is the show where we strive to find the most amazing facts and determine just how good or utterly tripe they really are. Uh, I've got three things for you, as always. We'll talk about what sh- some sharks have to do just to kind of stay alive. You can hear about a prime minister that met a very strange end. Uh, and we'll talk about a game that I would absolutely be crap at. That's on my end. Connor is here as well. Connor, 2021, give us three facts. Okay, so happy new year. I'm coming in with three facts. One about newborn babies. Another one about how we could use ambulances a little bit better across the world. And also water. And Mark is here as well. Mark, what have you got for us? Right, first one back in 2021. Three amazing facts lined up. That's right, I'm starting the year big. Uh, We've got one about an octopus, one about an old medical practice that hasn't actually gone away, and finally, karma at its best. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Now before we properly crack on lads, I in in 3 separate Christmas quizzes, three, maybe two, maybe I'm overrigging it, two, I had the question, what country eats KFC on Christmas Day? So See, the Kentucky for Christmas fact. The facts that you need. The Kentucky for Christmas fact really did help me not win any Christmas quizzes. I discovered that over the New Year break, over the holidays, I, I much prefer, and because of this show, really, I much prefer asking the questions. I much prefer setting them because I can find all these obscure facts that no one really ever knows apart from the millions and millions that do listen to Baffled and uh, none of which are my family. I mean, I don't listen to myself. So I much prefer using those to set questions. Do you find, because I find this, that because you host a fact-based podcast, people immediately assume that you know every fact under the sun? So they go, oh, Dan will be good at this because he does a fact podcast. It's like, well, yes, but that doesn't mean that I know everything. Yeah, there's a little bit of that, but I think they're all they're all known though. They all know that I don't listen back. So like, um, and that's been well, yeah. But you, you're at least in them originally. Yeah. Like whether you listen back or not, you're still there for the original fact intake. It's true. They kind of circle around my head, but as we've proven on the show, y- you know. Some of these don't always stick. straight in, this, straight out. This is episode thirty-eight or something now, so that's thirty-eight times three. That's a bit, not, not like one hundred and fourteen. So it's one hundred and fourteen facts, um, and I'm not remembering all of those. And that's just yours, let alone the ones that me and Connor have thrown at you as well. I've kept quiet. I've kept quiet at the beginning of this episode, New Year. But um, I wanted to wanted to start with a piece of information for you both. Bring me it. We 
we officially have the most famous listener, but you two just aren't aware of it yet. Is okay, it this isn't the man that this isn't. Is this the Twitcher that has his own gaming store or something? This is actually a good friend of mine, and I come to the conclusion that there probably isn't anybody more famous than him listening. It is Scott Robinson. He's going to be listening to this from the boy band Five. Hey, I am all on board for that. If five are listening to this, I mean, we just got to get the others, you know, Abs and the the other three, yeah. you know, we just well, get them listening. Don't know the other names. Let me just explain to you. So I work with Scott in radio, a uh, great guy, and oh, he listens to go. Baffled. He listens to Baffled and loves Baffled. He rings me up after every episode he listens to. Um, and he's a massive fan of it and he's from five and they're obviously a very famous band of the nineties. He's famous. He must be the most famous listener. I mean, to be fair, young me is getting very excited right now. I had every five, I say every, both five albums and the single that never made it to album had both, had all three of them. And here he is. There we go. the pod. So, well, Scott, thank you for listening. If you are not from the UK and maybe the, the, the seminal work of the boy band five missed you, um, you need look up the song uh, Get On Up no Keep On Moving that's what it's called look up Keep On Moving Keep On Moving is an absolute banger so Scott thank you for thank you for listening I tell you what I'm happy if the search for the most famous listener ends there I think so am I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a pretty good one without who knows maybe we have a real niche with 90s pop acts what if Bradley from S Club's listening as well hello Bradley Bradley from S Club hello, a bit Joe. of 911 are listening you know I'm, wait, the, I'm waiting now for like for someone ultra famous to boot off they've been they've been in the darkness yeah they've been hiding away and they're like oh, I'm not having this Scott from Five he's being named as the most famous and it comes out it's like Angelina Jolie sends in an email well actually I listen well I mean uh, right. well sorry Scott sorry Scott but you've kind of lost there yeah I mean someone from the band 5 or the band The Darkness they could be fine I mean John Cena followed me on Twitter the other day so who knows right let's crack on three facts each Mark you can go first thank you very much uh, scientists have discovered that on occasions an octopus will punch a fish for no reason other than spite welcome to the new year this is exactly where we need to be New Year, same old nonsense. Octopods or whatever they are, as in I can't remember how you actually say the plural. No, it's octopus, Dan. Octopus, that's what it is, not an octopod. No, but the plural. They change the the plural changes of it all the time. Sometimes it's octopi, sometimes it's octopuses. Um, They are honestly the most mental creatures in the world. Until recently, some scientists thought that they were aliens that had landed in space rock into the ocean and had kind of bred from there. So tell me why they're punching fish. Okay, so basically they have a little bit of thuggish behaviour about them, uh, which they call active displacement, which basically means that when uh, octopus or octopuses, octopods or whatever you want to call it, hunt together, then they will make sure that they protect the food they eat. So for that, they will punch fish because they're like, get out, that's my food, back off. But there is a, there are multiple observations of this. The point there is a whole scientific paper on this, if you want to read it, about how octopuses in different locations won't be hunting for fish. There will be no reason for this. They will just see a fish, punch it in the face, and that's that. There is literally no reason for it. They just like giving a fish a good old punch in the face. I think I think the best the best thing for me here, and for anyone listening, if you just want to get into Connor's mind, is just visualize this moment. You know, just just to visualize the octopus. <laughs> it's not just swinging. your mind. Everyone there, listening to this yeah, is there, probably there going, oh, is yeah, a video I know how that is would be. exactly as you would imagine it. 
injured octopus just swimming along and then suddenly boom out yeah. boom it'd, gone it'd be, you'd be a stupid fish to try and take to try and retaliate on an octopus as well wouldn't you yeah I mean, with you all would, the arms you'd immediately go all right i'm back slobber knocker yeah yeah to take seven, on an octopus he's like se- bad seven other arms as well as the one that punched you against none it's kind of a bit of a one one-sided battle you're basically taking on four people in a way essentially it's yeah. four arms it's one on four but do it's actually reckon, one and that's you, the problem Whew. do you reckon you would do better in a fight in a coming out of a brentwood nightclub than a, an octopus in a shell suit well i hate fighting and i do not condone it yeah, so you, you I don't need to say that before you do this that's fine you don't need to you <laughs> don't need to work on your situation. image it's okay i'd run or i'd swim as quick as possible. Yeah, but in in, in say, I, f- I feel like you would win in a fight against an octopus outside a nightclub for one pure reason: octopus is out of water. What if it's a rainy day though? Uh, see if there's a puddle on the ground. That then you got to get running. Right, Connor, I tell you what. Here's a question, Connor. Yeah, I know that you hate fighting and you would run away. But say that you can't run away. You're in a fight with an octopus, skin on skin to the death, outside liquid in Colchester. What what's your first move on the octopus? Is it a boot to the face? Yeah, I think it's going to have to be like a stamp on on the face of the octopus, isn't it? Because the problem is, I I don't want to be skin on skin rolling around because that's a lot of hands He's, tangling me up. And it's it's a sucker, isn't he? He's an absolute like in a good sucker. sense of the word. He will he will suction you to death. It will suction you. So yeah. I think you be yeah, just boot it. Stamp on the face, I reckon. Stamp <laughs> on the face, and then maybe like a. An RKO to the throat, and that might be it. If I was, I would want to make friends with um, an octopus in a club because think of all the arms it's got to carry all the beers. It's true. That's always the trickiest bit. Always think these got, things through. If you've got eight arms at your disposal, I mean, okay, two for moving, six arms, that's still six beers. I don't think you've ever carried more than two beers back from a bar, Mark. Connor, Mark is not around by no. just as in, as a Absol- guest, he's not no. around that. Club. Absolutely not. not. No, Mark's the guy. Mark's the guy that you're doing rounds at the table and he goes to the toilet and comes back with a beer for himself. Yeah. yeah. And he's also... Or I, just, or I just give someone some money to go and do it. I'm not getting up to it myself. Come on. Or And, and he's for. also... He's the guy that when he has to buy a round, buys one for himself to drink while he's at the bar, nicks that, and then gets around for everyone else just so he's one step ahead. Right, Connor. Big talk to start your new year. Scott off of the band Five is in your corner. What's your first yep. fact of the show? Did you know that newborns don't shed tears? I mean, they do a lot of crying. There's just no tears that come out. It's just noise. They focus purely on noise to annoy us. This is the interesting thing. If you actually think about it, when have you ever seen a brand new newborn baby actually cry tears? It cries, but there's no real tears. reason for that is that tear ducts don't fully develop in infants until they are one to three months old. So it makes it impossible for babies to shed an actual tear. So they express their emotions by crying very loudly. I liked how you said one, two, three months old, like you didn't have any idea of the scope of time. Like most people would go no, between their one, one and three months. One, two, month, three, yeah, four, Between five, their one or maybe three six. months old. When they are one, two, three months old. One, two, three months old. Um, yeah, so no tear ducts, hence why they're so loud and they obviously just express it through through that, which is so interesting because when you think back to babies that you may have had in your life at some point, I've never actually seen a newborn baby. You never, you've never wiped the tears away from its cheeks. It's always just noise. It's true. I've, I've never considered that before, but now you say it, I will never not be able to think of it. 
I don't think I've ever well, held a new newborn baby. I, I think I think uh, probably like one years old is the is the youngest child I've ever held. I th I th hmm. I'd feel pretty yeah, irresponsible. I, I think maybe that's why I've tried to steer clear. So. Like, honestly, it never entered into my mind that they're not crying, to be honest, that they're not making tears. I kind of always assumed that it was just a noise because they cry a lot. So to make that much liquid, it would take a lot out of you. Take a lot out of you. But yeah, there's, there's no tear ducts, which I find quite funny that they have no little tear ducts. It's like, when they, it's like the fact we used before when they've got no knees. So they're actually not fully functioned people. They're 80% buffered, really, aren't they? They're like... You know, like when you're buffering on, on GTA or something like that. They're the free version free, before you yeah. purchase the pro. Yeah, you know, like when you're driving around on Grand Theft Auto and like, I don't know, a tree hasn't quite appeared yet. You just got a trunk. They Baby's are, 80%. Baby's got bad Wi-Fi. They are beta humans, aren't they? They are. That, that is literally what they are. Yeah, they're not fully functioned. They, they function more when they come out of the vagina. Right, my first fact of the show. Did you know there's only one British Prime Minister that's ever been assassinated? His name is Spencer Percival. It happened back in the day in 1812. Now, the thing about this is more not necessarily the fact that he was killed. It's kind of everything around him. So uh, this guy, John Bellingham, walks into the House of Commons, shoots Spencer Percival. Spencer Percival dies. The Mark, um, not Mark Bellingham. John Bellingham sits down, waits to be captured... They then have an inquest into the death in the local pub and he is hanged six days after the event. So if you think how long it takes now for the, the, the justice system to happen, obviously people quite rightly get quite a long trial, their chance. This guy kills someone on the Monday. Craig David wouldn't be happy. Come the Saturday, he's hanged. Mate, we need a little bit more of that in the UK. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoyed the time Not frame. Not a view endorsed by the podcast. Uh, yeah, I just I just enjoyed the time frame. Yeah, and also um they had the inquest, as I said, at the cat and bagpipes public house. The few people there, they convicted him. I enjoyed they didn't even didn't even bother a court, just like nah, let's go, just go pub mate. Yeah. But uh, do you know what? We then off about them we in the UK. But how do you know we, this? What 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 so possible much. possible experience do you have? of the British justice system in relation to a murder? Well, not, not necessarily know much, but like some of the things you hear, like the way people get let off lightly, you think, come on, like... Do some they? Of these people that commit Do crimes they? and you hear about their... Yeah, like, oh, if you're good behaviour, you cut it short. No, f*** that. You're doing the full 20 years, mate. You ain't, you ain't washing up pots and pans and cutting it down to 10 years. You took someone's head off. Uh, apparently, that's what I heard, Connor. They don't wash pots and pans at all. They've got their own... Widescreen TV with a PS5 in there. Twenty year deep, I reckon. You you do you know if you if you do the crime, you serve the time. But the point of prison is there's two things that are wrong with this. They're full. There's no more space, and it's for more rehabilitation rather than. Yeah, I yeah I know that. I agree with that. That's that's a fair point. That's a fair point. It is about rehabilitation. It is it is. But you know, it's, it's you wash up a pot and pan and you get off half your time. I mean, I, I don't do think that, it's quite you? as simple as that. I don't think it's like a year off oh, per pot you wash up. Oh no, it is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, it well, is. if you do the big pot, if you do the big one that we cook the stew in. Five years cut. I mean, five years. yeah, especially especially if it's been left there for like a day and it's all caked on at the bottom and you've got to properly get in there, right, soak it right, for a little going, bit. Oh, they do a raffle. Like it's like years. Might going well once. The going, <laughs> they do a raffle. It's like right today we have the toilet. Now the toilet, the ducks, six years. Okay, it's full. Of There's skid marks everywhere. 
but you've got a six-year deduction on the toilet. Who wants it? Look, if you manage to get this porridge or this scrambled egg that is burnt on the bottom of the saucepan, you can get yourself out now. If you manage to get yeah, a little bit of cheddar that's stuck in the cheese grater, mate, just don't even bother. Here's your stuff. Get yourself back home. Get yourself back home. It's like a little, yeah. I mean, that's how I imagine prisons work. Not, not that I will ever experience it. Pretty much spot on, mate. Pretty much spot on. Well, exactly. This is what I imagine it to be like. If anyone of us three is likely to go to prison... I imagine it would be you for getting in a fight with an octopus. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? If any one of us three would end up in prison in serious terms, I think it would be me. Not because I'm rogue or naughty or whatever. It's because I'm an idiot. Without talking myself up too much, I think my kind of cocksurety, maybe my little Nelson intelligence, that would get me off. Connor, you'd go down because, as we've established, you are a moron. Mark, Mark would be up on the thing giving his testimony and the judge would be like, F- He's droning on, isn't he? Just go home. Go home. What's your name again, Mark Eds? I forgot. Right, Mark, give us your second fact of the show. Leeches were, of course, a common medical practice back in the 1800s, but they're still used today. So you can go into uh, NHS hospital here in the UK and you could be treated with leeches. Now, we obviously know leeches... Attached animals suck out a small amount of blood. That's that's how they eat. That's their food. So back in the day, we're going back in the day, Connor, this was quite a common medical practice that if you needed to, you know, get rid of various ailments and injuries and bits and pieces, you got leeches and you put them on. And everyone thinks, oh, that's so 1800s, isn't it? So 1800s. No, still used today. So any hospital in the UK, if they need to uh, get your blood moving, if you've had like a a skin graft or if you've had surgery or something like that and they want to get blood pumping to that area, then they're going to use leeches. That is the way they do it. Where, where do they keep these leeches? Like if I turn up so these, down the road to St. George's, are there leeches just in the pond somewhere? So the leeches are specially farmed in Wales and then they're frozen in NHS hospitals. Uh, we're taxpayers' money, go Connor, isn't it? Taxpayers' money, yeah. I, that's, that's, that's really where vaccines oh. could go, mate. Uh, big time. Uh, I think that's top five facts. As in, that is something that I, I'm not going to tell people over a Guinness down the pub. But it's, I mean, it's interesting. Oh, okay. The other thing I learned from this is actually, if you attach a leech, it's incredibly painless because leeches give their own anaesthetic to you before they start sucking your blood. So they're actually, yes, they're a little bit, you know, a little bit off they're coming to suck your blood, but they're actually quite nice about it. Like, first, I'll give you a bit of a pain number, then I'll get to work. That's the biggest thing with um, the, the celebrity jungle, isn't it? They're always, there's lots of leeches. I, I remember that's the only time I've ever seen a leech actually leech onto somebody. One of the celebs had one like on his knee. And it was, it was really strange. It was like lots of blood and lots happening, but he had absolutely no idea it was there until one of the other campmates was like, there's blood all over your leg. And it was there was a lot of blood coming down his shin and he had absolutely no idea. He was none the wiser. Yeah, the blood can keep flowing for like almost two days afterwards. Not out, but isn't it? it keeps that increased blood flow for up to 48 hours, which is why they still use it because it's a lot better than putting someone back into surgery. Do you put someone back into surgery where there's a risk or give them a leech? A leech is the little um, the, the little things that can go in you as well and, and get under the skin. What are they called? They they like almost bury into you. Not a leech. They begin with a T maybe? A tit. You can see them. 
Oh, that's it. And you can actually see them wobbling, can't you? Like under your skin. They don't really go under your, under, uh, that often under your skin. I once had a tick in my belly button. I don't know if I've said this before. We were on school a school trip in Wales in a load of high grass. And we'd been warned the whole time, watch out for ticks, watch out for ticks. So every night before bed, people were going all over their body searching for these little things. Because ticks, if they become lodged, if their fangs dip into you, getting them out is a real issue because their body can detach and it leaves their head there. Um, and you can get Lyme disease, which is pretty serious. And right before we left the school trip, they said, right, just do a once over to check for ticks. Check everywhere, even check your belly button. And I literally looked into my belly button. I got quite a deep belly button. Uh, and there was just like this little black nodule kind of just flopping around in there. It was most strange. I have nothing to add. Connor, give us your second fact of the show. So water bottles have expiration dates on them that is actually for the bottle not the water plastic right plastic yeah water of course doesn't go out of date although it does taste different i mean if you ever have a glass of water next to your bed and you have it the next day it does taste a little bit different to what it would fresh out of a tap but it's there because of the plastic and the plastic can in the end we 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 like produce a really dangerous toxin but it's really it's actually said as well on the fact it's really important that people follow this it's actually quite dangerous to have water that is over the expiration date i mean it's not good for your body so if you ever drink a bottle of water and you think oh might have been in the fridge a long while have a little check i think it's the same with when they when they heat up as well i think if you leave it in the car and it gets that annoying like warm tepid temperature yeah it's not good. I've, I mean, we've spoken about this before, haven't we? That the chances of having dinosaur wee in your water is essentially very high because water has just been around. So water, as you said, it can't go out of date. But it makes a lot of sense that plastic is... I just thought they put them on it just for just for fun. Just a bit of an empty gap on the bottle. Just put an expiration date on it. Yeah, like I thought this as well, but it, it actually is quite a, like when I was sort of looking into it and researching it, it's not it's not a sort of joke subject. Like if you are drinking a bottle of water with an expiration date of, I don't know, 2020 and you're drinking it in 2023, you really got to think twice about that. Like it's quite dangerous. It's not it's not particularly you might be all right on the odd occasion, but if you're doing this quite frequently, you're basically putting, you know, dangerous toxins of plastic into your body. So and the reason that I thought this fact was a good one is because when do you ever check a bottle of water for an expiration day? I definitely don't. I mean, I'll go to a fridge at work or whatever. I'll just pick it up. There's, there's no thought about that. Now I'm going to be checking. Right. Talking about water. Again, this fact without wanting, wanting to lower your expectations. Um, I think it's just quite interesting. Um, some sharks would die if they stopped swimming. What is in actually the movement of swimming you're talking about? Yeah. For some, for most sharks, if they stop swimming, they sink. That's quite a common thing. But a lot of sharks have this thing where they are able to breathe in water while they aren't swimming. But quite a few sharks, like great white sharks and mako sharks and whale sharks, they would die for, from lack of oxygen if they stopped swimming because it's the act of swimming that pushes water and oxygen uh, through their gills. So if they stop swimming, they would die. So even when they kind of sleep, they have to keep moving just so they make sure they stay alive. That was going to be my question, because surely when they sleep, I guess it's just a... I mean, to be honest, I made that bit of I don't know, I assume that's what's just, going on. Just sleep swimming. Sleep swimming so they can keep alive. I assume that's what's going on. I don't really know. But maybe they've got some very smart thing there that's uh, kind of keeping it going. Anyway, let's 
across to our number one science and nature interesting correspondent. Connor, have you got any questions about this? I haven't. I was actually going to say that I watched Finding Nemo the other day and learned a lot about fish in, in that process. What did Just you keep learn? swimming. Very, very there you apt go. Yeah, for this yeah, fact. Yeah. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming, you know. Keep moving, fishies. What did you learn, Connor? It's just a great film, isn't it? It great, really is okay. just the best film. You know what this podcast is not descending into? That's the aquatic fact that you got out of Finding Nemo, that Finding Nemo's a good film. Yeah. When it, this- I see what, though, Dan. I will, I will say one thing, though, with that fact. It, it does make you think about what the sea animals and fish do for sleep. I mean, it, it does get you thinking, like, you know, I can't imagine that these little fishies just swim to the bottom and lay, like, you know, what do they do? Like, how do they sleep and rest and stuff? It's quite quite a thought, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know how fish sleep, but I've had fish. They would kind of flow under the, the filter because it was nice and warm there. They would just kind of float there for a while. Do you reckon they get, like, some, you know, plants just put it over them like a duvet no Mark, just go on the seabed they don't put on an eye go, go on the seabed and then get a bit of that go on the bed perfect they i mean sleep it's called on a seabed for a reason right they sleep no, on the coral right they they move they like they go on to on, like on. they sleep on the bed that's what everyone does they sleep on the yeah, seabed. Yeah. So they've literally got yeah. a bed around them all the time 
Then afterwards, you can reveal the winner and that person can gloat. So I added that last, I added that last bit in myself. This is a brilliant idea. Honest, I feel like this is just a recipe for disaster. So my three, my three immediate thoughts for this, Kelly, thank you very much for getting in touch. Number one, there's not going to be some big reveal because everyone can see the poll. I assume that we do on Twitter or something like that. But we need to make a Twitter account and get enough followers. So there's the issue. Um, the, it's My real issue with it is that it would... Because Connor would probably win quite a lot. And that would just... It would piss me off too much to even get involved. Like, it would just make me fuming. So I just can't be arsed with it. And it's just too much admin as well. I mean, no one's got their we, badges We already yet. know that no one here is good at admin. No, no, one, no one's got their badges, I don't think. No one's filling out the Google Doc. So just putting more admin on our shoulders really ain't the thing. But I do like the idea. So that might be something that we float to the big boss, Leech himself. Let's bank it for now. Let's not say no, but let's just bank it. I feel like Brilliant. New oh, Year, New Earth, but not quite that new and that advanced yet. Just bank Excellent it. Excellent idea. Till we can pay someone to do it. Thank you, Kelly. Who else we the got? Best idea. Uh, also got an email from Chris over the Christmas break, uh, who just messaged us to say, happy Christmas, uh, happy new year. But then replied, so what I didn't realise is that when people emailed the baffled email address, it comes through to my work email address, oh, which has an out of office oh. with my phone number. Oh, my so word. anyone who emailed baffled over the Christmas period now has my phone number. Uh, no one's going to ring it. That's not what I care about. What annoys me more is that it's just getting your... Oh, really sterile and anal out of office. Um, hello, oh. sorry, I, I'm away for the Christmas break. If you'd like to get in touch, please do give me a ring on this number. <laughs> I hope you enjoy my podcast baffled. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Uh, so uh, thank you to Chris for telling me this. And he said that his present to us was that he wasn't going to ring me on Christmas Day. So thank you very much, Chris. I can't believe this. We look just... Don't we look ragged out after of office. That. We've got an out. We've got an. Out, we're not. We've got no. We've got emails coming in and no badges being sent. We've got an out of office on a. <laughs> I mean, well, it's because it, it just forwards to my low, email, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've got Mark's out budget. of office going round. So why have you got an out of office over Christmas holidays? Everyone's <laughs> off. If you, they don't, if you don't get back to them, they'll think, oh yeah, probably because it's New Year's Eve. Nah, it's it's because I clocked off early, mate clocks off early this is one of my favorite moments honestly just somebody sitting at home emailing the baffled pod and they're just getting this hello this is mark head so i'm currently out of office for the christmas and new year break but if you'd like to get in touch please do ring what yeah and and a very official reply to just a message to a podcast isn't it and on his email signature he's probably got every title he's ever won when he won like year eight Obviously. grade six saxophone stick that on there at, stick that absolutely. on there absolutely Pretty much all it is is just it's just a link to a Google Doc with every achievement I've ever had in my life. Right, can I say this this year, right? I, you know, if we've all set New Year's resolutions in life, great. But can we start sending some badges out to the to the wonderful <laughs> listeners of Baffled, or are we going to set more tasks for them to get a badge? <laughs> yeah, they'll go out. That's no, <laughs> no tasks. They will go out soon. We just need to wait for Mark to stop adding little things to his email signature. Brilliant with the admin. Get in touch. Info at bafflepod.com. You might be one of the two emails that Mark can be asked to read out. <laughs> hey, we've got other important things to do. Thanks, you messages, but you're not important enough to make it into the proper pod. Right. Last round of facts of the show. Connor, pull yourself together. What's your final one? Rich Russians hire fake ambulances. 
Moscow's emergency vehicles have been fit- fitted with plush interiors and little little bottles of water for when you're sitting in there. Um, and they're being rented out to VIP VIP commuters hoping to dodge traffic jams. So they rent out ambulances out there to VIP commuters for $200 a day and you can you can move around the city as quick as possible. I would absolutely do this. So if you're not from the oh, UK... $200 an hour. $200 an hour, actually. Mm. Get me wrong. If you're not from the UK or New Zealand now, where he's now based, you might not have heard of um, the TV star Noel Edmonds. Huge thing in the 90s. Had a little resurgence in the noughties and recently. Um, notable nutcase. Beautiful eccentric. Like, that's in a good way. But he owned i think he owned a double decker bus and now he owns a tax no that's he owns a taxi which he drives around so he can get in um through bus lanes and stuff and people started to report him because they couldn't see anyone with him so he bought a mannequin dressed it up and put it in the passenger seat like he was always taking around a fair just so he could skip traffic i would absolutely do it's a that. great idea it's a great it's a idea. great idea it's a great idea but also as well it, you know Probably a little bit different in the UK because I don't know if we've got the amount of ambulances there to be used as fake uh, taxis, but it's a good way of making some money, right? $200 an hour for your VIP guests. You're putting your sirens on, you're blasting through traffic. I mean, if I had the money, I wouldn't say no. This is what I always think about when, yeah, it's very Russian. I think this is what strikes me when like police go past you and then like they'll put their sirens on for a little bit they'll like always pass you and then they'll just turn it off and just drive normally it's like you just wanted to avoid those traffic lights or avoid that bit of traffic didn't you you just want to get home clock off have some dinner one of the places that i work there's like when when you come out of it there's like one road out of that area and it's always mega busy super packed or there's like five or six sets of traffic lights you know those roads where they've got excessive traffic lights it's just unnecessary you like get through one then you're hitting another one then you get through another one you're hitting another one there's about six there's like six traffic lights in a mile anyway but it's really funny because when you're sitting the amount of times i've seen this happen you're sitting in the traffic then all of a sudden a police car sirens come on and then everyone's partying and they're bumming you're thinking you haven't had a call. You just want to get on for your tea. It's a big... And I would do the same. It's, yeah, it's a huge offence, though. I love your the way you're relatable there, Connor. You went, yeah, there's a road near where I live. Oh, there's all these traffic lights. Hey, guys, do you know when you're on a road and there's loads of traffic lights? Who's with me? It was beautiful. Beautiful radio. But seriously, there. though, like, you guys both drive. Please, please just give me a minute and think about that. Have you never been on a road where you think, why are there so many sets of traffic lights? Yeah, like you literally get through one, then you hit another, get through one. You just constantly well, know. Anytime you're in a rush, it's always red. Yeah, if you red, get then caught, red, oh, then always. Red, then red, then red. If you get caught in one, you're going to get caught in them all. That's kind of that's the way traffic lights work, isn't it? I guess that's the point of them. What's inside these Russian ambulances? Why are they plush? Well, it's just, yeah, it's like VIP level. So they do it out like a sort of, you know, like the posh Mercedes vehicle. Kind of like, like when nice you accidentally swipe for an Uber X rather than a uh, than a normal Uber. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes treat yourself. You do get a little bottle of water there, don't you, as well? But you know, you got to weigh you got to weigh this up here as well. Imagine you're you're in the ambulance. You know, there's you're you're in there on your way to Harrods. You got your water. You got your wife. You got your Louis Vuitton bag. You're living life. But this ambulance is actually needed. This is what I don't understand. Are they ambulances that are being used as well? Or are they just ambulances that look like taxis? Oh. But I love it. I love it. And if I if I could do that in the UK, 
I, I, well, if I could afford to do it, which I can't, but I would do it. If you had loads of money, that's the first place you'd go, Harrods. No, I just, you know, I'm talking it as a way of like, that's the rich places. And I've only been there twice. It's quite nice. I went there at Christmas to see the lights. Ultimately, quite disappointing. It's just a big department store. Mark, what's your last fact of the show? Earl Sigurd the Mighty, who was a 9th century Norwegian Earl of the Orkney Isles up in Scotland, was killed by an enemy he'd beheaded several hours earlier. So this is karma at his best. Connor, why are you spraying aftershave on you? Well, I just thought, you know, I'd spruce myself up for just, the final know, couple of facts of the pod. Last, last two facts. Get a bit of spray yeah. on, you know. You know and so... Back to the fact. Uh, so he tied the man's head to his horse saddle, which is what he basically did. He'd go off, he'd go into battle, he'd kill his, he'd kill his enemies, cut the man's head off, tied it to the side of his horse just to show off and go, look how good I am. I've killed this guy. But while riding home, one of the protruding teeth from this guy that he killed grazed his leg, dug into his leg, and days later he died from that very infection. It's an awful way to go. Sometimes I think about, when, especially with Going history. Going to battle, you die from a slight tooth graze. Yeah, sometimes when you think about history, like old Spencer Percival, the Prime Minister we spoke about earlier, like sometimes I remember that these people in history were actually like real people, older than we are right now, like, and they're just going about their day, like living life as we are, and then they get killed by a weird infection in their leg from a tooth. Like, that's, it's mental. I mean, it's true karma though, isn't it? Behead a man, put him on your horse, and then that beheaded head is what kills well, him. Well, it depends. Did the did the beheaded man deserve to be beheaded? I mean, it was it was war. Everything's fair in war. I don't think that's strictly true. I think there's a lot of rules around war. Nobody looks into it. <laughs> like in the you know in the night, it, it, what like what. There's nothing more to say. What an idiot. I mean, imagine being in the war, doing what you're doing, thinking you're the boy, beheading geezers, tying them to your whole saddle, and you die from an infection that you've got on a graze off of a tooth. I mean, it's just just mental. But also, how sharp was this guy's tooth? Yeah, I mean, I'm not... They're not, they're not that sharp. Yeah, I must have caught they... him at an angle. What's well, on the shin? Oh, I knew I shouldn't have beheaded old spiky tooth man. Oh. Name would have given it away. Well, exactly. Right, let's move to our last fact of the show. It's been quite a stellar first episode back, I think. I think. It's I been think. strong. It's been strong. It's about to go downhill massively, I imagine, but it's been strong. A lot of take-home facts mm. for you. Uh, this is just something interesting I saw. What? Sorry, I'm going to do that again. This is that something was almost a sentence there. I'm half asleep. <laughs> that, was, that was a really early day. So Dan uh, is still struggling from New Year. So no, I had to wake up early today to go to work, right? And oh, I, we got this go. new cat yesterday. So I, I normally get about six hours sleep on these days, and the new cat just <laughs> everywhere all night. So I got literally about three hours sleep. So been a bit of a nightmare. This is quite a good one. I like not a fact, fact, but just something interesting to know. There's an, an Inuit game that they play in the Eskimo Indian Olympic Games called Earpool. Connor, what do you reckon the game of Earpool consists of? Earpool, literally pulling the ear, maybe? But it's a competition, so I would play you at this, and I would suck it. You can have a look at my ears. Guess why I would lose? So I have notably know. tiny ears, really small ears. Earpool, you get an elastic band, 
You have one part of the elastic band, one end of it around your ear. It's then stretched over. The other end comes around my ear and we have to pull the elastic band. The first person to give up because they're in pain or the person who it flings off loses the one who still has the elastic band on their ear at the end is the winner of You could literally lose your eyesight. Well, I think, I think that it's kind of over there, isn't it? And quite a lot of these like Eskimo Indian game societies, these competitions they have. And by the way, if we've got any Inuits listening, I'm sorry that I'm horrendously butchering your culture. Quite a lot of them don't recognize it and don't play it anymore because it's really dangerous because like it can dig in, like you can bleed, it can almost take your ear off. But it's an example of one of the Inuit games that prepares kids for the rigors of the Arctic environment by stressing hand-eye coordination, problem-solving, physical strength and endurance. Because we all know that when you're stuck in the wilderness in the Arctic and a polar bear comes up to you, the best way to get rid of it is to beat it at a game of ear pull. Big time. That's the, it's, it's a big life lesson. I put the band Polar bear together. just comes to you, you just go... Ear pull. He's like, oh, go on then. But Never have, said no to a game. I have horrendously tiny ears. I would, um, I'd suck at it. It would come off straight away. Or because you've got small ears, that's some weird advantage. No, because I reckon you get less purchase on it. So if someone with bigger ears comes on, it would kind of widen the band and just ping straight off. Should we, should we finish there? I think, I think, I think when we do drop into precise ear size chat that is the time to leave another battle for a week <laughs> it's true that is, that is one of the many rules of the show yeah I think we should make a, a, a list a code of conduct of the show on there is if we are yep. talking about ear size probably the time it's time up. to call it a day time to call it a day right what have we learned this week well we want to know how fish sleep uh, also Connor would boot an octopus in the face if it started on him outside Jester's in Colchester uh, and also, if you are killed with some teeth to the shin, I'm sorry, but you're a We'll see you next week. Get in touch. You might be one of the lucky two that get read out. Who knows? Uh, info at baffledpod.com. Um, say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Uh, say goodbye, Connor. See you later. I am off to go and read Mark's email signature as the auto-reply. That will take me a week, so I'll see you then. Bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.